So hello, welcome back to Hacked, where we remind you of living a more successful and fulfilling life using everyday strategies in psychology and behavioral sciences. My name is Tyler and I'm your host. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the importance of setting boundaries in our personal and professional lives and how to do so effectively. But first, let's define what we mean by boundaries. You see, boundaries are the limit we set for ourselves in order to protect our resources. These resources could be time, our energy, and our well-being. They help us distinguish between our own needs and wants and the needs and wants of others. Most relationship problems are boundary problems. Once we don't understand the simple principle, chances are that we are going to mess up any type of relationship that we're in, be it personal or professional. Boundary is also some sort of psychological resource management strategy. You see, by securing your boundaries, you don't spend resources more than you should and that protects you and your relationships. Now, boundaries can be physical, emotional, mental, or combination of, of all these. I want us to talk a little bit about these types of boundaries and starting with physical. When we talk of physical boundaries, we're talking about the limit we set around our physical selves to protect our personal space and well-being. So there are four examples I would like to give of physical boundaries. Number one is what we call physical personal space, which is the physical distance we like to maintain between ourselves and others. Some people may feel more comfortable with a larger personal space, while others may be more comfortable with a smaller distance. So if you're someone who likes to get up close when you interact with others, you might want to factor in other people's physical personal space because not everyone likes that much close contact. Another example is touch. Physical touch is an important form of communication, but it's important to respect others' boundaries around touch. This includes respecting their preference for how they like to be touched and asking for consent before touching someone. Not everyone likes body contact like hug and handshake and tapping. When they notify us about this, we have to respect that. Another one is privacy. Have you ever caught someone peeping into your mobile phone while you're chatting or sending emails to your friend? How does this make you feel, even thinking about it now? You know, respecting other people's privacy means not intruding on their personal space of belongings without their permission. And this could include entering their home or offices without permission, going through their personal belongings, or sharing personal information about them without their consent. Privacy and confidentiality is an important boundary we must maintain if relationships are important to us. The fourth one under physical boundary is what we call personal appearance. You see, people reserve the right to their choice of appearance, be it fashion or grooming. It's not appropriate to make comments about someone's appearance, especially if it makes them feel uncomfortable. And it's also not, um, not okay to pass judgment about someone's appearance or to try to change their appearance without their consent, except they are violating a common policy of a shared space like a workplace. Now, I want us to look at mental boundaries, and they are the limits we set around our thoughts and beliefs. Examples of mental boundaries would include respect for other people's opinions and beliefs, even if we don't agree with them. This means not trying to force our own beliefs on others or attacking them for their beliefs. 
Another example of mental boundary would include boundaries around what information others are comfortable sharing or receiving. This could include being mindful of what we share about ourselves or others and respecting other people's preference for how much information they want to receive about. Then is boundaries around decision-making process, which is the third one. This means not trying to force our own decision on others or manipulating them into making a certain decision. Now let's quickly look at emotional boundaries. They are the limits we set around our emotions and how we allow others to affect us. Let's take a look at a few examples. Have you ever been in a situation where you are dealing with some issues or you have a project to deliver and you are not emotionally available and then you have this friend of yours just reeling off about issues of their own life and they do this all the time without consideration for how you are feeling in your own personal space. I know that just thinking about this could cause anxiety in your body. See, it's important to be able to manage our own emotions in what is called self-regulation because expressing how we feel without consideration for other people's mental space at the time might be violating their emotional boundary. Now let's look at another example which is emotional openness. Not everyone wants to be open and vulnerable as you would want them to, especially when they haven't built trust with you. And not everyone wants to hear your entire life story or want you to be vulnerable with them. This means we cannot be pushing others to share their feelings before they are ready and we also need to be mindful of how much emotional openness we are asking for from others. The third example quickly is um, boundaries around support. So I had a client once who was emotionally burnt out because she was heavily relied upon by almost everyone around her at work, at home, you know, in church, everywhere. And she complained to me that people in her life don't value her emotional state. They only just want to get what they want to get. See, being there for others is emotionally taxing. Sometimes we need to define how much support we can offer without getting exhausted and to not take on more emotional labor than we are comfortable with. This means setting limits on how much emotional support we are willing to give and being mindful of how much we are asking also from others. Now that we've discussed the different examples of physical, emotional, and mental boundaries, why is it even important to set boundaries? Setting boundaries allows us to have a healthy relationship with ourselves and others. It helps us to feel in control of our lives. It can also help us to reduce the stress and avoid burnout by ensuring that we are not overextending ourselves or allowing others to do so. Now, boundary is a psychological resource management, like I said earlier. And by securing your boundaries, you don't spend physical, mental, and emotional resources more than you should, and that protects you and your relationships. So how do you go about setting boundaries? Uh, before I continue to list how to go about setting boundaries, I'd like to first state that you cannot set or respect other people's boundaries except you first gain self-awareness. Who are you? What are your positive and negative tendencies? And in what situations do you think that these tendencies could become problematic. When you gain such awareness, then following these steps will be easy. Number one, in how to set boundaries is know your limit. Take some time to reflect on what you are and not comfortable with. What do you need in order to feel safe and respected? Number two, communicate your boundaries clearly. See, it's important to be clear and direct when communicating our boundaries to others. Use I statement to express how their behavior is affecting you and be firm but respectful in stating your boundaries. Number three, practice saying no. I know this is hard because it can be hard to say no, especially if we feel pressured to please others. But learning to say no is an important part of setting boundaries. Remember, it's okay to prioritize your own needs and wants. 
Number four is setting boundaries with technology. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by constant notifications and demands of digital devices. Make sure to set limits on your phones and computer usage to protect your time and energy. Not every application on your phone needs to send you notification. See, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by constant notifications and demands of our digital devices. Also, to mute people or mute notification from people that you know that just seeing their not notification puts you under emotional stress. What if others don't respect your boundaries after you have set one? What do you do? If you have clearly communicated your boundaries to others and they continue to disregard them, it's important to take steps to protect yourself and your well-being. And this may involve setting firmer boundaries limiting or ending the relationship sometimes, or seeking support from a trusted friend or professional. Now, it's important to remember that you have a right to set boundaries and have them respected. If someone consistently ignores your boundaries, it may be a sign that the relationship is not healthy or not respectful. In this case, it may be necessary to reevaluate the relationship and consider whether it is in your best interest to continue it. It's also possible that people violating our boundaries could be a reflection of our own boundaries not being clear or strong enough. Now, if we are not clear about what our boundaries are or if we, are, if we have not communicated it well or strongly or we have tendency to allow others to violate our boundaries, it could be easier for others to ignore or disrespect them. On the other hand, it's also possible that people violating our boundaries is an issue with them rather than us. Some people may not respect the boundaries of others due to lack of empathy and or a desire to control or manipulate others. So in this case, it's important to set firm boundaries and to take steps to protect ourselves and our well-being. It can also be helpful to seek the support from a therapist, a coach or other mental health professionals because sometimes boundary issues are not just about others but a reflection of our own character weakness. So a coach or a therapist can help you develop healthy coping strategies, um, build character strength and develop communication skills to better manage relationships where boundaries are not being respected and this can also help to improve your overall quality of life. But what should you do if you have a friend who doesn't even care if you violate his or her boundary? So we should know that it's important to respect the boundaries of others even if they do not seem to care about their own boundaries or do not enforce them. Everyone has a right to dignity, to privacy and to respect. Now, If you are unsure about what your friend's boundaries are, it can be helpful to ask them directly. You can say something like, um, I want to make sure I'm respecting your boundaries. Is it okay if I do X or if I do Y? Or is there something you'd rather I do or you'd prefer I do not do? Now, this can help to open up a dialogue, some sort of conversation about boundaries which would allow your friend to express their needs and preferences. And you could also use this opportunity to teach them the importance of boundaries and the benefits to their personal and professional life. Now, if your friend has communicated their boundaries to you and you continue to violate them, it could cause harm to the relationship and may be disrespectful to your friend. In this case, it may be important to make an effort to change your behavior and respect your friend's boundaries in order to maintain that relationship. To constantly violate people's boundaries in any type of relationship eventually lead to the end of that relationship. 
Now, how should a leader in a team respect the boundaries of his team members and especially in the in the age of sexual harassment? You see, a leader wants to create a safe and respectful work environment. And this would include being mindful of physical, emotional, and mental boundaries and taking steps to prevent sexual harassment. Now, here are a few specific steps that a leader can take to respect the boundaries of their team members or even to protect them. Number one is to communicate your expectations. Make it clear to team members what behaviors are acceptable and not acceptable in the workplace. This would include setting clear guidelines for communication and interactions, as well as establishing a process for reporting any incident of harassment or boundary violations. Number two is model healthy boundaries. Set a good example for your team by respecting your own boundaries and the boundaries of others. And this would include being mindful of your own behavior, um, your own language, as well as being attentive to the needs and preferences of your team members. The third one is create a safe space. Encourage team members to speak up if they feel their boundaries are being violated or if they are uncomfortable in any way. Make it clear that it is safe for the team members to express their concerns and that they will be taken seriously. The fourth one would be for the leader to be responsive. If a team member brings a boundary violation to your attention, take it seriously and take appropriate action to address the issue. This would include apologizing and correcting the behavior or taking a disciplinary action if necessary. Now, it's important to remember that respecting boundaries is an ongoing process and it's also important to be mindful of these issues on an ongoing basis. You see, by creating a culture of respect and safety, you can foster a more positive and productive work environment for your team. Okay, so in conclusion, I want to say that setting boundaries is an important skill that can help us to have healthy or healthier relationships and take better care of ourselves. It takes practice and self-awareness, but it is worth it. Remember the most relationship problems are boundary problems. If we understand how to set firm boundaries, how to negotiate boundaries, if we understand how to not violate the boundaries of others, how to respect the boundaries of others, we might be able to solve our relationship problems. So thank you for listening to this episode. Um, We hope you found it helpful and we'll see you in the next one.